And here goes nothing. Welcome. My name is Wes. My pronouns are he, him, and they. And you have found the Snatched Podcast. Yes! This podcast is intended to educate and entertain the community on issues and topics revolving around HIV and people living with HIV. Our goal is to normalize talking about HIV, educate in the areas of HIV care and prevention, as well as empower those living with HIV that there is life after diagnosis. Everyone at Vivant Health is committed to preventing the spread of HIV and getting those living with HIV the correct care. For our first podcast, I thought it would be a good idea to give a bit of a background around how Vivant Health came to St. Louis and how it came to be what it is today. With that said, let's dive right in. So who is Vivant Health? I'll tell you right now, all the information that I'm going to share with you is available on the Vivant Health website. It is www.viventhealth.org. That's V-I-V-E-N-T-H-E-A-L-T-H dot O-R-G. Vivant Health has been at the forefront of the fight against HIV since the earliest days of the epidemic. At the center of what we do are our nationally renowned efforts to provide the best patient-centered model of care possible. We champion the needs of our patients and care for them with the utmost respect. Utilizing patients, providers, donors, dedicated volunteers, as well as staff and stakeholders, we provide care to all without question, with the greatest of expertise and with uncompromising compassion to our relentless pursuit of a world without AIDS. So what's the vision? Vivant Health envisions a world without AIDS and strives to ensure everyone with HIV lives a long and healthy life. And their mission is to be a relentless champion for those affected by HIV and do all we can to help them thrive because we believe every person has value and should be treated with respect. If you're interested in finding the nearest Vibrant Health location, you can go to that website, click the three bars at the, on the top right or the little hamburger icon, click on providers and location, then click locations. From there, it will provide you with a master calendar of our operational hours, as well as links to the 17 Vivant Health locations. Click the nearest location to you, and it'll take you to our page. From there, you can see the location-specific hours of operations, as well as request an appointment. So now that you've heard a little bit about Vivant Health and what we do, I want to introduce to you my special guest. This person needs no introduction, at least here in St. Louis. This person has been an institution in St. Louis for years and just recently received the high honor of St. Jordan Braxton from the Fourth City Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Jordan Elizabeth Braxton, or when she's at work, Lee, is here with me today to talk more about their involvement with Vivin Health. Let's welcome Lee. Hey, Lee, how's it going? Hey, I'm going great today. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm happy for you to be a part of our first ever podcast. And I thought it'd be a good idea to start a conversation by breaking down some common questions that people might have um, about Vivant Health. What do you do at Vivant Health? Well, uh, my official title is uh, Prevention Supervisor. Official title. Official title <laughs> is Prevention Supervisor. So what I do, we have um, a CDC grant that we got, um, and it's probably, it's the first grant of this size and magnitude that Vivian has ever got. 
So um, what I do is I basically do outreach and education for the prevention of the spread of HIV and STIs. And it's primarily to men of color. Okay, uh, cool. MSM, and MSM stands for men who have sex with men, but it just doesn't mean gay men. It covers bisexual, trans men, men that have sex with men, and also same gender-loving men. Fair enough. So opportunities for anybody who has a sexual experience with somebody who is a man. Yes, basically, basically is that. <laughs> you know, as long as you identify on the masculine end of the spectrum, we can test you. Okay, so that's um, your team's focus, that's which right. is also the team that I sit on. But mm-hmm. um, there's actually a couple different grants that were funded that the prevention department is funded through, right? Yes. If you want to come and get tested, we got a grant. We got someone that can test you. So come on in and right. get tested. And that's pretty common for most HIV organizations um, that offer free testing and things that they are grant funded, correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay, cool. How did you get into this field of work? Well, back in, way back when the epidemic started... Back in 83, um, I remember... You're not that old. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, yes, I was... <laughs> I'm that old. I was special entertainment at the Last Supper. So uh, <laughs> so what happened was, I remember when, it, when the epidemic started and they talked about how it was affecting gay men in L.A. and New York. So um, I moved to St. Louis and people, gay men, started dropping life laws. And um, they were saying it was some kind of pneumonia. And then um, when I first came to St. Louis, there was, uh, I had friends, there were about 15 of us. And then by the end of the first year, there were like eight of us. And so I'm an entertainer. And so we, group of us entertainers got together and we raised money to start an organization called St. Louis Ever for AIDS. Oh, cool. All right. And St. Louis Ever for AIDS is what branded with Life and Health recently. So that's, that that puts two and two together for me. I appreciate that. So yes, so we started St. Louis Ever for AIDS and then um, until... 2018, I believe, mm-hmm. and then we merged with um, AIDS Resources of Wisconsin, which then we changed our name to Vivant Health. And now there's 17 locations nationwide, which is awesome, and they specialize in a medical home model. Can you explain that a little bit? Yes, a medical home model is if you come in, let's say, in prevention services, what we do. Okay. If you come in, you get tested, and let's say you test reactive or something or positive for HIV, then we can get you into care. Okay. Then we can get you into medical services. We have a pharmacy here. Then you can see the doctor and go home with medication all in one day without ever leaving the building. Oh, cool. So from a prevention perspective, that's pretty awesome. But then if somebody, um, let's say somebody new moves to St. Louis and needs care, you know, that they're living with HIV, we also would have like the behavioral and medical health services case management, legal services. Um, They obviously can take care of the pharmacy Food pantry, um, anybody living with HIV has access to that, as well as our dental care um, prep services for those who aren't HIV positive. So it's really like, it's a one-stop shop for anybody who needs anything that is HIV or HIV preventative related. Yes, and we, and the people that moved to St. Louis, if you're looking for a medical home, come to Vitamin. It's all right here in one building. Yeah, no, it's, it was crazy the first time that I actually toured their facilities, and they were like, and down this hall is all of our medical stuff, and we have the doctors and Nurses and practitioners, everybody's on staff, and then the dental, and then the food pantry, and I work work up in cubicle land with all the caseworkers. So there's definitely a lot going on here and a lot of opportunities to help people, which is really cool. And what happened, a medical home, what it does, it uh, removes some of the barriers that it takes. Because, you know, because sometimes transportation is a barrier for health. Having going to one place to see the doctor, then another place to get your medication, another place to see your case manager, it just makes your care 
more convenient and more concise. It's actually very cool. Um, so we talked about the dental and medical, and those are services that are available for people who are living with HIV. So people who are not HIV positive would still need to see their own primary care doctor, but they could come to us for HIV and STI testing on a regular basis if they wanted to, and they could also get on PrEP with us, right? Yes, that's true. And also, we, we failed to mention that we also do STI treatment. Whoops. Oh, yes. Yes. As long as you come here, get tested, you test possible, we get you into treatment. And also, if you say you go somewhere else and you test positive for chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, then as long as you have your paperwork, you can come here and we can get you into treatment here. Very cool. Very cool. We love it. Okay, so um, we already talked a little bit about the prerequisites, like mm -hmm. um, for people to be able to utilize the um, HIV medical home, they would need to be living with HIV or taking advantage of our prevention services. What is the difference? Because I often hear a lot of people, and um, not to call you out, but we already mentioned your age, <laughs> people in your age demographic, because we didn't know what HIV slash AIDS was when it was happening or how to like label it. Yes, I have this conversation with people all the time. Daily. Say, daily, because they say, well, you know, they always call it the AIDS. I'm like, <gasps> first, we, you get HIV. HIV is the infection. If you don't take care of yourself, then it develops into a full-blown AIDS. And AIDS is the disease that you, that you can pass away from. Correct. Yes. When somebody is diagnosed with HIV, as once they get into care and they're getting their medications and stuff, it's suppressing the viral load so it doesn't turn into AIDS, which is what breaks down your immune system. Yes, that is correct. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. What was your aha moment, air quotes, that you realized that this was actually the right job and career for you? When I got my first paycheck. Okay, cool. Money's great, but we also, I mean, we work in, you know, yeah. it, it, it's, it's great and it's nice to have a stable income, but there has to be something more because there are taxing parts of our job that make it really hard for us to keep going and keep doing the right thing and staying um, energized around prevention care services. So like, what is it for you? Uh. My aha moment was when I realized that there was no one not even the government taking care of people in our community that were dying. Literally, you could dance with someone on Friday, and by the next Friday, you were carrying their casket to the grave. And the and the uh, federal government wasn't saying anything. There was no research. There was no even mention of HIV at the time or AIDS, as it was called then. Right. And so I got passionate about doing something because I was tired of seeing my siblings pass away. And so I got really active in the fight against HIV and AIDS, and it just parlayed into something that I still do today and I here I'm some 37 years later still in working in this field in infectious diseases because I believe that people's sexual now it's talking, basically talking about sexual health so I believe people's sexual health they need to be controlled of their sexual health because your sexual health can affect your regular health absolutely yeah and it, it's taboo to talk about sexual health it's taboo to talk about most gay slash queer things and being open about it you know like we're a very like open community and culture but we also we don't want to talk about it because we've been there's so much heaviness from HIV and AIDS that the minute that comes into a conversation before you're going to go, you know, interact with someone sexually, it it can put a damper on it. So we're we're still in 2022 avoiding this conversation instead of using the tools that we have that, you know, Vivant has given us to be able to help educate. So I'm excited that you're here so we can kind of help start breaking some of those misconceptions down. Yeah, and it's also people just don't want to talk about sex. I don't understand why. Because everyone has sex, it's wonderful, and, and yeah. people engage in it. So what, let's have a conversation and talk about how to protect your sexual health. 
You would never go on a roller coaster without wearing a seat, seat belt. like a seatbelt. So why would you have sex before without True. doing it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is a question that I have that I get asked a lot, and I am, you know, I started last November, um, and it's August now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to think about that. I get asked a lot, you know. So Vivant Health is so focused and passionate about treatment of HIV and people living with HIV. Why is AIDS or HIV like not in their their name or their imagery or anything that they do like on a logo? Well, it's because we're trying to eliminate the stigma surrounding okay. the word AIDS and H- even HIV because we found out that people won't go to a location or seek medical treatment if there has the words AIDS in it or HIV because the minute you step out of that clinic, like say a friend of yours is driving by and they see you coming out of here, then all of a sudden they're like, well, why are you up why there? Are you there? Why are you there at the AIDS place? Right. You know, and, and then it helps alleviate the stigma of that. And it just makes it a more open and welcoming place for people to come to get treatment. Right. And it's 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 almost along the same lines of like someone going to Planned Parenthood. Everybody, you know, the protesters assume that they're going mm-hmm. to get an abortion, but they could be going for a plethora of other reasons. They do HIV testing and treatments there. Yes. And STI treatments. So that does make sense. And I thank you for clarifying that for me. I know people ask me out all the time, too. And I'm like, no, because we do more than just services for people living with HIV. We also do preventative medicine and preventive care for people that are not living with HIV. So yeah, I loved when they took, when yeah. they changed the name to Vibe and Health. I so. was, I agree with you, but I also, I, I wasn't working with the company when it rebranded over and I was like, so EFA is just gone, you know, cause I had been volunteering and raising money and helping do things like that for it while I was here. And it was a bummer to me. But then when I realized that not only did Vibe and Health continue the work that EFA was doing, but they also like allowed us to expand and really like, Expand help our services, yeah. help more people. And I'm glad you brought that up. A lot of people think EFA died. No, right. EFA did not die. EFA, we just morphed into yeah. Vibin Health. The same people are still here. The same passion is still here. The same care about the community is still here. If you come here, a lot of the faces that you see of EFA are still here at Vivant. Yeah, it is cool to see those things and to see that branding kind of still in the office and still alive with you know logos and signs that people have on their desk because there's a lot of like tenured people working who have been working here for a long time. And, and we never want to really lose the spirit of what EFA was. Right. And I, I think it's really cool. Like thinking back, um, you can search articles, but there's a couple articles where it talks about like what EFA did. And then the minute it branded and joined combined with uh, Vivant Health, it, it it just created so many more options for us. And we're also have this beautiful facility at 2653 Locust downtown that is just Wonderful. You feel like you're like going into like a really clean, nice place and you can trust the care that you're getting here. So I appreciate that. Vibin Health throws out the term champion a lot. What does that mean? To me, a champion is a person that is relentless in the fight against HIV okay. and, and STIs. We are out there. We are champion the cause. We are champion people to get in for care. We are champion for people to come get their sexual health in line and in order to get checked out. We are champions just for making sure people are being the happiest and, and healthiest they can be. Yeah, I love that. So we're not only champions for the cause, but we're champions for the people who are walking through our doors. Mm-hmm. We don't, it's not just another name. It's not just another number. It's not like meeting a quota. It's really being a champion for the client as well, too. Yes, we do have a lot of people. If you ever come to our lobby, you see that people who work here, we call ourselves champions. Yeah, you see champions talking to clients and giving clients hugs and and talking and actually investing in the care and the interest of that client or patient that's here. Yeah, so because we talk about healthcare, but in all reality, like 
we actually do care. And I see that every day when I come into work with the way that the employees or the champions interact with the clients. It's very cool. And not only are we just champions for that, we're champions for mental health, for food, um, dietary equities. And we just make sure we are taking care of the whole person. You're correct. Not mm-hmm. just the infections. Yes. Which is awesome. Your passion is amazing and it honestly inspires me every day. And I don't know how you do half of the things that you do. But if somebody wanted to get more involved with Vivant Health, what sort of steps could they take to get involved? Well, first of all, you can work here. Uh, yes, you can. Yes, you can come work here. <laughs> <laughs> I encourage all my friends to come work here because it's a great place to work. Uh, we have a lot of people here that are dedicated, who are passionate about taking care of people that are living with HIV and also preventing people from getting HIV. Or you can volunteer. Okay. Um, you can go to our website at viventhealth.org, sign up to be a volunteer, and get volunteer that way. Or you can donate money. Yeah. Yes. We love, do- we love the donations. You can donate money. Come to one of our many fundraising events that we have have out there. Absolutely. Or you can just spread the word. Yeah. If you know someone who is out of care, and out of care means they are not seeing a doctor or getting any kind of case management. That, can, then they're living with HIV. They're living with HIV. You can get them into care. We can get them into care. Cool. So there's a, there's a plethora of ways that you can be involved. Awesome. Awesome. So that's, again, you can go to viventhealth.org, um, and there's actually a tab that says Get Involved. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Lee, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with me today to provide some insight into what you do here at Vivent Health and why it's so important. The last thing that I have for you is we do have a couple of questions, and one that were sent in um, by some friends of the Vivent Health Prevention site um, here in St. Louis on our Facebook page. And there's one question I want to cover with you today um, that I think just needs to be clarified and we need to get this information out there. Okay. So the question um, that somebody wrote in, and this question, the person will remain anonymous. They, they ask in what circumstance are you legally required to disclose your HIV status to a sexual partner? Does that answer change? If you know you're undetectable and have zero chance of transmitting HIV to your partner, what potential liability do you face? If you neglect to disclose your status that a person finds out, that's a very good question. And thank you. Whoever submitted that to us. Well, till a few years ago, Missouri had what is commonly referred to as a disclosure law, which is meant that people living with HIV are required to disclose their HIV positive status before engaging in behaviors considered exposure under the law. This includes any sort of kind of like sexual contact and contact with bodily fluids, as well as spitting and biting, which are known not to transmit HIV. So this feels a little outdated. Yes. Okay. So under Missouri's old law, an accused person could be charged with a class A felony if the accuser received an HIV positive diagnosis after the alleged exposure. A class A felony carries a 10 to 30 year behind bar sentence, even if the transmission did not occur. If the accused person could not prove that they disclosed their HIV status, they could still be charged with a class B felony carrying a 5 to 15 year sentence. The current bill, this is now reduced to a class D felony with no minimum sentence required and the maximum sentence is of seven years. Okay, so I'm just going to break that down. Okay. I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about the old oh, law uh, yes. because we've updated it. But it mm-hmm. is important to know that that was there and it needs to change. And it did change in some positive ways, but we're still trying to get it to a more positive space. 
because um, it shouldn't be something that we're criminalizing. We're actually, there's a big push to decriminalize it altogether. Yeah. But there is a new bill that narrows the HIV transmission intent of the accused from recklessly to knowingly. Okay. So previously the law said that people living with HIV were acting recklessly if they had sex or allowed any other kind of HIV exposure without disclosure. The law failed to factor in the case of prevention methods such as condoms or a person living with HIV being on medication and hence having viral load suppression, which also prevents transmission. Okay. So now, under the knowingly standard, the accused person would have to fail to disclose their HIV status prior to doing something that they knew constitutes a substantial risk of HIV transmission. That means that people with HIV can't be prosecuted if they engage in acts that carry no risk of HIV transmission or they use effective prevention such as viral suppression or condoms. Okay, so to answer this question, if you're living with HIV and not taking medications to become undetectable and you do not use a condom, you are required to disclose your status to anyone you are sexually active with. If someone contracts HIV from you and they can prove that you did not tell them prior, you could face criminal charges. According to the new bill, if your viral load is suppressed or you take preventative measures like condoms, you are not required to disclose your status. We understand that disclosing your status can often be stressful and could impact a sexual relationship due to the stigma surrounding HIV. Because we know that there is still work to do within the area of removing the stigma from HIV, we recommend disclosing your status to anyone that you are sexually active with. Doing this opens the conversation to also talk about STIs as well. We'll also take the time to remind you that being undetectable does not protect you from contracting STIs. Best advice would be to wear a condom, communicate openly with your sexual partner every time to avoid any misinformation. That is correct. Cool. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hit the like and subscribe button to stay in the know about upcoming episodes and share this podcast with your friends. Take a moment to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Vivant Health Prevention STL. If you're feeling inspired about the work that Vivant Health is doing, you can go to our website, which is once again, viventhealth.org, and hit the blue Donate Now button near the top corner to help ensure that these programs stay funded and the community is getting the care that they need. And you know what? What? Knowing your status is sexy. Oh, yeah. Yeah.